Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. So as uh, Pastor Marco was uh, explaining, I, I do have the opportunity to look after our missions and uh, also have the opportunity to be a missionary for, for years, lived in Mongolia, lived in New Zealand, the extreme cold of Mongolia, all the way to living in New Zealand and uh, suffering for the Lord there. Not really, kind of wondered, like, is it really a mission field? And uh, But I did spend some time in Mongolia. And so as I was in Mongolia, you got to understand, it's a, it's a, it's a very rough and, uh, place and it's very, uh, roads are broken down, and so it's, it's a third world nation. It's developing, and I, and, you know, I love it. And so one day I was walking down the road uh, with a friend of mine, and it's very common that you don't have concrete, that you don't have, you know, it's dirt roads, and manhole covers can be off and whatnot. And, and so there's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's rural. So as we're walking down a road, and I saw that there was a manhole cover that was right here. So I go to take a step towards where it was at, and I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say, don't step there. And uh, did I listen? No, I didn't. I wish I would have. And as soon as I stepped near that, that manhole, all of a sudden, I fell down into the manhole, and so I had one leg that was all the way down, and I had one leg that was all the way up, and uh, I was stuck in a manhole. Now, thankfully, I was not alone, and uh, how many know it's always better to do life with other people? And so I had a good friend who was my translator. She's my sister. She's my friend, and being the good friend that she is, she began to laugh first, which is rightfully so. Uh, second, she decided to take a picture, rightfully so. Uh, I'm sorry I don't have that picture tonight. It's, it's lost in Mongolia. Uh, I know, I know. That might have been intentional just to kind of, you know, just leave it where it's at. And, uh, but then she did what I needed, which was I needed her to come alongside me and lift me up and provide what I would call a vertical lift to get me out of the manhole that I fell into. So the title of my message tonight is Vertical Lift. Vertical lift. And so we need people to come around our lives so that we can accelerate our relationship with God. See, oftentimes we find that our relationship with God is it's me and him. But the reality is if I want to accelerate my life with God, I need you in my life. I need relationship in my life. And so my, I believe that God is charging us to come up higher in our relationships or to go deeper in our relationships and deeper in the connection that God has put in each and every one of our hearts. And that's through connection with one another. When we choose connection, when we choose community, that we will find that we are known, that we will find that we are loved, that we will find that we are, we are needed and that we are wanted. Amen. So, and that is the very fabric of who we are at Awaken Church. You will find that we are not just friendly, but we know how to be a friend. As you connect, you become known. That is why we serve. That is why we get into connect groups, right? It's because we want you to be known in this house. And when you are known, my friends, then you will know that you are loved. Right? I mean, how many of you know that we want to go deeper? That it's not just about, you know, hey, how are you? 
You know, if you think about that phrase, if I were to turn to you and say, hey, uh, you know, how are you doing? The typical response is what? I'm fine. But how many know if I say, how is your heart doing? How many know that that goes just a little bit deeper? How many know that that actually engages a, a more of a conversation than a, just a, how are you? right? So that is the level of connection when we know that we are known, then we realize that we are loved. And when we know that we are known and loved, then we know that we are needed and, or that we are wanted within the community. So do you know that Awakened Church needs you? We need you in this house. We want you in this house. You are loved in this house. And it's as you connect that you begin to encounter being known, being loved, being wanted, and being needed. Welcome to Awaken Church. Welcome to this. Come on. We will provide the vertical lift in your life to thrust you forward into your purposes, to thrust you forward into deeper relationship with God and deeper relationship with the people around and about you. I don't know about you, but we are much better together. And I find in so many uh, relationships that I know around me and in and, and, and my travels and going around that people can be physically connected but emotionally isolated because it requires us to engage our hearts. Now we know it in Genesis chapter one and verse 27, it, it, it says what? That we are, we are built and we are created in the image of God. And that in his image, he created each and every one of us. So as image bearers, we are reflecting who he is, who, who he's created us to be and who is God. He is relational at his very core. He desires to relate to you, spirit to spirit, heart to heart. God is not interested in the just the superficial stuff, though that's okay, but he wants to connect at, with you at a deeper level, right? And so when we surrender to God, when we allow him to minister to our hearts, when we open up our hearts to him, then we know that we are known by him. Then we know that we are loved by him. Then we know that we are wanted. Do you know that God wants you? He wants your heart. He wants your life. And do you know that God needs you in order for the kingdom of God to be built in Chula Vista? God needs to raise up a people who would say, yes, we are going to take on this territory in city council, in every sphere of society that each and every one of us are needed. And as image bearers, we are also called to represent God, represent what is it like to relate to one another? How, how do we connect together? We have a responsibility to, to reflect and be just as God treats us, just as God speaks to us. Can we do the same to our neighbor? Can we do the same to the person to our left and to our right and in connect group and all the different areas that we get to serve in? We have three main connections. We've, we've got an upward connection, we've got an inward connection, and we've got an outward connection. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to look at the upward inward first. Are you ready for this? All right, so Matthew 13 and 40, verse 44 to 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like the, a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for the joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls 
who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. See, friends, God is the one who sets your value from your mother's womb. Jesus knew, the, Jesus is that merchant, friends. Think of it, that the merchant sold all that he had for one pearl. That is your life. Your life is so valuable. Galatians 2 and verse 20 says how he loved me and he gave himself for me. So do you notice that goes a little bit deeper than for God so loved the world, which is absolutely true. But now it gets specific to you that God loves you. Therefore, he gave himself for you because he cares about you because he values who you are. And I don't know about you, but I came from a messed up background. I, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know who God was when I was a kid. And it wasn't until a little bit later in my childhood that I had an encounter with God. And I'll get into that story in a little bit later. But when I was looking at those things, I thought I was too messed up. I thought that I had too many mistakes. I had too many things. How could God value someone who had so much background in her life? But how many know that my value is not determined by what I do, but whom I'm created to be. Come on. So I want to encourage you today that God is madly obsessed with your value because he is the one who's assigned it. So regardless of what times that you're going through or challenges you've gone through or family backgrounds that you've gone through. I mean, if you look at my family tree, it just about goes straight up. So that's how many know there's some problems there. <laughs> there is no branches. <laughs> Well, okay, there's a few, but you know, right? So, right? So there, what, what am I saying? That God will take everything in your life and say, you know what, honey? I've created you with tremendous value. So number one, our upward connection that God values us. Number two, God is on pursuit for your life. God is on pursuit for your life. And I love the story of the prodigal son and the older brother and the father. I love uh, this story because I can relate to all three. And I'm going to speak a, just for a few moments tonight on what that actually looks like. So we're going to jump to another passage in Luke 15 and verses 12 and 13. It says this, the younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me my share of your estate? So the father went ahead and distributed between the two sons their inheritance. Interesting side note, that inheritance means that he gave of his very life. So in other words, the father sowed from his life to try to maintain connection to his son. And actually, he gave it to both sons, not just the one, if you, if you notice in the verse. Shortly after, the young, the young son packed up all of his belongings, traveled off to see the world. He journeyed a far land where soon he wasted all that was given to him in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. And once he got to the end of the end, which we always do, and we, we hit rock bottom, which is a great place to start, uh, and he, he realized that he needed to go back to his father. And as he went back to his father, the father operated not in a punishment mindset, but the father operated in a mindset of, I love my son. It was, the Bible speaks of it further in those passages that the father saw his son from afar. He saw him from afar, which means he was looking for him day in, day out. 
out that he would look in the fields and say, when is my son coming home? When is my boy coming home? And when that day that the father saw his son is agape love, it's extravagant. It, it goes above and beyond what is, what is reasonable. It would be reasonable for the father to be upset, but because it was love of his son and because he valued his son, not by what he did, but who he is, that he went running, chasing him, the Bible says, throwing his arms around him, kissing him, and restoring him back into a position of authority, a, a position of, of, of fellowship. And the son came because he said, you know what? Like, I don't even deserve to be even called a son. I just want to be a slave. And the father's like, no, I, I, I count your mistakes not against you. I'm happy that you're home. How many of you know that God is happy that you're home? See, that was my story. I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but I did have an encounter with God when I was eight. I remember asking Jesus to come into my heart in my aunt's car. And, and, uh, but the pressures of life as a young teenager, I mean, come on, folks, I was smoking cigarettes by 10 years old. So how many know that's called an interesting childhood, right? So uh, thankfully, I've been delivered as of last week. So no, just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. And, uh, and, and on that, there's just this slippery slope of just falling away. And I remember I was about 18 years old. And I remember this band, back, and I'm dating myself in the 90s, called Jars of Clay. And someone told me about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to this, this concert. So I go to this concert. I'm, I'm thinking, this is incredible. And I didn't know it was a bait and switch. And Billy Graham was going to be there and preach the gospel. So then Billy Graham gets up and he preaches the powerful evangelistic message. And without my consent, I feel my arm just go up in the air. And I'm just like, wait, what am I doing? And then before you know it, I went forward and I responded to the altar call. And in and, and, and that moment, I got saved. But I wanted Jesus at 18 years old to be my Savior, but I didn't want him to be my Lord. So when I got the follow-up call, because Billy Graham's association calls up and like, hey, honey, we just want to make sure you're planted in a church. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. And I, and I avoided church for another three years. And then as, as things would happen, I was, after a night of partying and a, a night of just craziness, I found myself waking up in the middle of the night with my heart beating out of my chest, not knowing what the heck was going on. So quickly we go into the emergency room and I realize in that moment as I'm hooked up to every piece of equipment that could be in the ER, my heart rate is escalating through the roof. I knew that if I die in this moment, I'm going to go to hell. And I realized, dang, I had my whole, I thought I had my whole life to just do whatever I want. And here at this young age, my life is being demanded of me. And the realization that I'm dying and the realization that when I die, that I'm not going to make it where I want to go. It caused me to cry out to God and say, God, I swear I will live for you all the days of my life, not halfway, but all the way, God, I am completely yours. Can I tell you, on the flip side of that, what ended up happening is God did worked a miracle. And everything in an instant completely shifted. Everything in an instant completely changed. To the, the doctors and the nurses being dumbfounded, not knowing. They didn't know even how to explain what had just happened. But I knew that I cried out to God and he heard my prayer. And so a few hours later, they released me from the hospital. And, and, and I just knew that my life was transformed instantaneously. I, I instantaneously cigarette 
cigarette addiction was broken. I couldn't even smoke anymore. Instantaneously, drug addiction was broken. I didn't want to do any of those things anymore. Why? Because God is the Father, just like this Father here, who's always calling us home because He's madly in love with you. He wants to pursue you. He wants a relationship with you. And all He's waiting for is for you to open up your heart. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what the background is. It's never too late. And how many know that God cares more about you than what you do? See, if you continue on in that story, you will find that the older brother got pretty upset that the dad was throwing a party for the brother. And the older brother was like, what the heck? This doesn't even make sense. Your son, uh, this son of yours, right? He, 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 he squandered everything on stupid things. And how dare you throw a party for him? I've been here this whole time serving you. And how many of you know that sometimes out of our own brokenness, if we do not have close and intimate connection with others, that we too can become like that older brother. And we can choose the mindset of the older brother of striving to earn our place at the table. See, I found myself in my Christian walk of trying to earn my place at the table, trying to do the things to, to you know, because I, I didn't know how really to connect to others, but I gave my life to God. So I thought, well, I just got to keep working hard. I got to keep doing more. I got to keep doing these things. And, and, you know, and I got really good at it being really hard. But with that comes mindsets of resentment. With that comes mindsets of being judgmental towards those that are around and about us, right? If my identity is rooted in what I do, I will become religious because I am not connected to the Father and I'm not connected to one another. The gauge of your spiritual vitality with God is based on the level of connection that you have with one another. So I struggled, I, 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 the pain of the past and the inability to connect with people caused me to wanna hide my weaknesses, wanna hide my vulnerability, which by the way, that is, thank God, not a, a, an atmosphere that we'll find in Awakened Church. <laughs> that this is a house in which you can be who you are and that you will have people who will champion you who you are, that people will love you out of a place of striving and having an understanding that you have a place at the table, not because of what you do, but because of who you are, that you are a son and you are a daughter who's loved, who's wanted, who's cherished and who's valued. But in that process, I still was in the struggle and I had this inability to rest, constantly striving, never, I couldn't even, I'll tell the truth, I was unable to actually even sit down and have a meal without feeling like I had to get up and do two things. Because I had this, in, some people are laughing, you, you, you do that too, all right, that's all right, we'll have, a, we'll have a prayer line right after this. Right, I got good at being hard and being resentful at people that are having too much fun or getting away with too much. That awakened church, they have too much fun. Heck yeah, we do, and we're gonna have even more fun. Come on, right? And so we, we, we find that you know, we've gotta deal with these things. And can I tell you, that shift for me took place four years ago when God brought me into awakened church. And how it shifted is I was able to have a meeting with Pastor Jurgen, and he looked at me and, and just the most amazing, uh, just words that he spoke to me, he said, Shelly, 
We know that you are an incredible minister. We know that ministry is important to you, and we're, we want to let you know that ministry will always be there. However, this is your season for you. This is your season to be a daughter. This is your season to recover your life. And we know that there's, that there's been so long within the ministry things. You know, I came from being a missionary, being a pastor, doing all these different Bible school director, being a, you know, I mean, you name it, all the things of ministry for so many years. And he was the first one to say, you have permission to be a daughter. So this is a house, if you would get connected, you have permission to be a son or a daughter first. And I have to tell you guys, that was the most transformational message that my heart needed to hear because I realized that I am valued not because I can perform, do tricks, lead this, do that, all the things, but because I'm just simply loved. And this is the heart of Awakened Church that when you get connected in, that you must know you are loved. But so many of us are still stuck in that older brother, I'm trying to earn my place at the table, that I'm trying to do these things, but it, we got to reverse the order and wait, let me be known let me be loved then let me be wanted then let me be needed come on that will absolutely transform our life if we take it to the next level our outward connection I'm going to try to land on, on this verse right here in Matthew uh, chapter 5 14 and 16 here's another way to put it you're here to be the light bring out the God colors in the world God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, don't you think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put, your, put you on that hilltop, on a, a light stand, shine. I love this last part. Keep open house. You hear that? Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And you will find as we connect with one another, as we choose to be transparent, that is truly where transformation takes place. Transformation is not just while you're sitting in the chair, though there is a part and a portion for that, but a lot of your transformation will take place as you commune with one another, as you connect with one another, as you begin to open up your lives with one another. That is truly where transformation takes place. And, and I'll tell you, the transformation in my life is incredible because of the friends that is around me in this house. Come on. And one, and one of these friends, I'm going to have to just, you know, just go there, is Pastor Stacy Capaldi. And she is a true friend of friends, pastor of pastors, and just leader of leaders, who Pastor Jurgen and I, uh, Pastor Jurgen has said, I'm going to connect you with someone who's going to help you as I move down here, because I was living in Northern California, came to Southern California. So Pastor Stacy calls me up, because everyone knows that I'm connected to Mike Connell, I was thinking I was going to be from New Zealand and have an accent. As you can tell, I'm from Northern California, I do not have an accent. So she was a little bit surprised, but nevertheless, she pushed through it, thank God. 
And uh, she said, you know what, I, I just want to let you know that I'm here to help you. Well, step one, I've never had that. People have always wanted me to help them do this, that, and the other. So step one, I already have someone who's saying, I'm here to help you. How can I help you? I said, well, listen, I've, I'm moving on a word of God. I'm leaving everything behind. I'm leaving family. I'm leaving home. I'm leaving job. I'm leaving the position at the church. I'm leaving everything. I'm coming to San Diego. I know no one. I know nothing. I've only had this one conversation with Pastor Jurgen and Pastor Leanne. Other than that, I have no clue. And so she said, this is what I'll do. She hooked me up with someone, a, a friend of a friend, got into a house. So now I have a room that is over my head, a roof over my head. And so now I have a place to stay and everything else begins to unfold for me as a result of that initial connection. And so then I, as we begin to spend some time together, very quickly, she began to open up her heart and she began to open up her life and begin to open up friendships and begin to open up like, hey, I'm here for you. How, how can I help you? And I remember thinking to myself in those beginning days, why would you risk it? Why would you open up? Why would you share things that are close to your heart with someone you don't know? And you're just assuming that I'm a good person, but I can be a crazy lady. I don't know, that, the jury's still out on that one, we'll, we'll see. Right, but yet, and I remember just thinking, like, what in the world? Like, who, like, who does that? Who, who opens up their lives in such a capacity? And then God spoke and said, she's free to be who she is. And, she sh and, and he also took it a step further and said, I am showing you how to be a daughter. See, I knew how to receive him as a father, but I didn't know how to relate as a daughter. How many you know there's a difference there? So I begin to recognize that God put someone in my life to bring transformation for me to learn how to be a daughter, how to trust her dad, how to trust that God is going to work things out, how, how to relate to people, how to become a better friend to people. And that was the very cry of my heart. If I were to show you my prayer journals prior to coming to San Diego, the number one thing you would see in there is I yearned for companionship because I was physically present with people, ministering, casting out demons, bringing Bringing about all these things, but the thing that I was lacking was relationship. And I found it here at Awaken Church. I found it here at Awaken Church. Through connecting in this house, I learned how to be a daughter. I grew, and through that is how I grew in intimacy with my, with my father. Think about it. We oftentimes think, I need to go fast, I need to go pray, I need to go do these things in order for me to get closer to God. But did you know, friends, if you want to get closer with God, I want to encourage you, make some genuine relationships in the house, and it will lead you into the presence of God. You will know that you are known, loved, wanted, and needed. You will experience, I'm telling you, healing, restoration, a greater dimension of his presence in your life. Proverbs 27 verse 9 says it this way. Sweet friendships, and this has really been like my verse. So you would say, Shelly, what's the verse that you've lived off of the last four years? This one right here. Because this is what God literally deposited into my life at Awaken Church. Sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. For good friends are like the anointing oil that yields the fragrance of God, the fragrant incense of God's presence. So we find that friendship releases joy. I'll never forget the, one of the first big wins in, within missions is when we did the whole Cusco campaign. And at the end of that week, it went from wanting one village to taking over eight villages because that is how we roll. <laughs> 
right? Think about it. So it's so incredible. And Pastor Stacy's like, man, that's so amazing. Come on, let's go celebrate. And I'm thinking like, wait, who does that? Like we, we do that. We celebrate. Friends, celebrate one another. But how many you know that when you're used to an environment, a previous context that doesn't celebrate wins, how many you know that we've got to bring an adjustment and allow ourselves to be celebrated, allow to, to celebrate one another, to, to, to honor and to, to do these things? Because what does it do? Celebration is, is a reflection of the presence of God. So we need to, what, what's, the, what's the next steps? Make the connection. Do you know that in the Bible, in the New Testament alone, there are over 55 verses that speak of one another, love one another, pray for one another, right? Confess your sins to one another. Uh, greet one another with a holy kiss. That's a good point to turn to your neighbor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God builds your life through community. So I wanna give you an opportunity now to make the next level of connection in your life. Maybe some of you, 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 you feel maybe that you're not sure, am I known? Am I seen? But I'm here to tell you, you are known and you are loved by God. He's been pursuing you since you've been in your mother's womb. He's never given up. He's looking for you to, to surrender your life to him. Maybe you've, you've surrendered in the, or you've struggled in that surrender. Or maybe you've been caught up in a rut in the busyness of life where you felt a bit of disconnection from God. Maybe you felt a bit of a, a disconnection from people and you just feel like there's just a, there's a disconnect. Well, your first step tonight, friends, is to reconnect with heaven. Your first step tonight is to say, yes, I want to be connected to him. I want to be connected. I want to go deeper. I want to give God my heart tonight. And if that's you, would you, all of us, why don't we just stand to our feet? And if that's you, if you say, man, I need to surrender for the first time, or I just feel disconnected. I feel disconnected from God, or I feel disconnected from people, but I want this connection. I want to be connected to heaven. I want a fresh infusion of the connection for, with my Father. If that's you, all over this room, would you just begin to just lift up your hands as a, a sign of surrender all over this room. Come on, thank you. I see that hand, 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 I see that hand, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you in the back, thank you best decision, best decision that you've made right now. Let's all pray together. Jesus, save me. I want to be connected to you. I turn from my ways and I turn to you. Save me. Set me free. Jesus, you are Lord of my life. God, you are my Father. Heaven is my home. And I command the enemy of my soul to get off of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also believe that there's many people in this room that you would feel a certain sense of isolation. You would feel a certain sense of maybe just resentment of like, man, I just feel like I can't make it. And you've just maybe had that mindset of trying to earn your place at the table. If you're either one, you've, you've struggled with just feeling isolated emotionally. You're in a room full of people, so it's not like you're not around people, but emotionally you feel distant. And, or you just feel like there's just, you're struggling with some resentment. Listen, we, we've all been there. I, I, I wonder if you would be bold enough just to lift up your hand and say, that's me. 
that's me, that's me. I know that I've been struggling in these areas. Thank you, thank you. There's hands going up all over this room. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray for you. We're also going to invite the ministry team to come forward to minister to you, to minister to those areas and the spaces of your heart where you've been feeling isolated, where you've been feeling like there's just resentment that's just been building up, that this is a time, if you will, of dedication and saying, God, I want to be committed. I want to be connected. So I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person, Father, that has lifted up their hands and saying, God, I I want to get out of this isolation. I want to get out of this rejection. I want to get out of these things. And in the name of Jesus, I break every spirit of rejection. I break every spirit of isolation and of resentment right now in the name of Jesus. I declare over each and every one that you are loved. I declare over each and every one that you are accepted. I declare that you are a friend of God in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you cause your Holy Spirit to fall upon people all over this room. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are opening up hearts all over this room and that you are bringing about a divine impartation of your connection, of your heart, and of your spirit, and of your love. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, that you are bringing a shift. I thank you, Father, that you are bringing transformation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.